You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven. An iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, welcome to an all-new episode of Help by Suck at Dating. I'm Jared Haven, and guess what? I am not joined by Dean Unger this week because he forgot we were recording. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. If he's not on the golf course, he's on the beach laying with his girlfriend, forgetting that he has a job. I'm currently actually in a closet in New York City. Long story there. But, you know, sometimes when you're traveling, you just need to find a nice, quiet space surrounded by shoes, shirts, possibly demons uh, to record a podcast. So what we're going to do today is I'm going to talk about topics that we've gathered from the week, dating topics, hot topics, if you will. We have a couple emails, our favorite part of the episode. And the first topic that we have comes from Kaya Gerber. Uh, Easton, Mark, do you know who Kaya Gerber is? Yes, Kaya Gerber is the daughter of Cindy Crawford and Randy Gerber, and she briefly did she date Pete Davidson at one point? Uh, it says that she, yeah, it says that she was linked to the Saturday Night Live cast member uh, earlier last year, 2019, somewhere around there. I'm a big Pete Davidson fan. I'm not gonna lie. What was that movie he just did? Staten Island. The King, the of, King Staten of Staten Island. King of Staten Island. A uh, little bit long for my taste. All the Judd Apatow films are like a half hour too long, but I really like pete davidson mark you kind of like grinned when i said no that. no i like him too I, i'm a big fan of saturday night live and uh i'm just impressed with the incredible level of woman he finds himself involved with between kaya gerber uh uh cat Ka- Ka- david cassie david larry david's daughter whatever yep. her name is cassie uh kate beckinsale ariana That's grande right. 
I mean, Grande was the biggest one. They were engaged, right, for like yes. six months? And who's the latest rumored Pete Davidson paramour? I have no idea. But Pete Davidson does get himself some hotties. It's crazy. He's a hero for all skinny weirdos out there. Like, <laughs> like he, he's an absolute hero for someone like me. Oh, Phoebe Dinevore from Bridgerton. Good God, this man. He's obviously got a... He's 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 probably well uh, well endowed. Uh, so Kaya Gerber, uh, the daughter of Cindy Crawford, uh, this was a big topic because lately we've been talking about age gaps uh, with the Ben Affleck video, the Matthew Perry video that came out on TikTok. So Katie Gerber has been a model since she was 13 years old, and she says that she likes dating older people even as a teenager. Quote, she said, I found myself in situations where I was like, I actually don't have the life experience that I need to handle this, she told the the uh, insider. Um, and she goes on and she says that she wound up dating older people simply because they were the ones surrounding her in the fashion industry. Quote, I got put in situations where one day I'd wake up and be like, how did I get here? I have no idea what I'm doing and I need help. The supermodel didn't name any past partners in her interview, but as Mark said, she was linked with Pete Davidson and she was 18 at the time back in 2019. Pete Davidson was 26. I don't think that's weird at all. I don't know why that's even like an age gap. I mean, that's only eight years and he was 26. My dad was 27. My mom was 20 when they got married and I've never thought of that as being weird. That's the precise age gap of me and my wife. She was 18 and I was 26 when we met. All right. So you're a little creepy. You get it. Um, it wasn't really my point. <laughs> How old were you when you guys met? That's it. 18 and 26. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not weird. That's not weird at all. Easton, what's I the age gap between so. you and Allison? Six months. She's six oh, months six older. Oh, six months. Who's older? Allison is. Oh, she's... Do you ever think you'd date an older woman? You know, I always dreamed of it. I, 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 had, I had sex with an older woman one time. It was a thrill, and uh, now that I'm married to one, it's also a thrill. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. When you say you had sex with an older woman, how much older are we talking about? I was 24, and she was 37. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. Why yeah. is it a fetish of guys to be with an older woman? Like, let's just, like, let's, this is a guy's podcast, so we're just going to call a spade a spade. Like, one of the most popular porn searches, I would imagine, is MILF. Why is, why is that a thing? I mean, it's an Oedipal thing, right? Yeah, I think it's got to be a deep psychological thing. I don't think I have that, by the way. I think the oldest woman I've dated was maybe two years older than me, or three. I don't think I have that. And you can yeah. check my search history, too. Oh, please. Uh... I definitely have a little bit of it uh, or had a little bit of it uh, when I was so the oldest I probably ever dated. Uh, I was 17 at the time and she was 22 or 23. My man. And I lied about my age. I said I was 18 because uh, it was so backstory. Every year we go on this trip with my my neighbors uh to block island which is an island off the coast of rhode island it's a very summer town and they do this thing every year and my friend had an older cousin super hot like the prototypical hot older cousin always had a boyfriend then i went when i was 17 always thinking this girl's hot she was 22 or 23 and she was single and i have no idea what came over me but i was just so cocky 
and confident because in my head, I was like, ah, there's no way this is ever happening. So I was flirting with her the entire time. I lied about my age. I couldn't believe I did that. I said I was 18. And then that night, we come back to my friend's house and then she asked for a ride home because I'm 17. I can drive at this point. I drive her home. I'm like shaking because I'm so freaking nervous. I don't know what the hell to do, but I'm trying to just hide it. And then we pull in and she leans over it and kisses me and we start making out. And I'm like, holy shit, I am the coolest guy alive. And that was my own, like my one real experience kind of being with an older woman. And it was a great experience. She showed you the ropes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, back to this article. So I, I, I think this is getting more play because the Ben Affleck video just came out. That was obviously a big gap. And then we have we had um, um, the girl that released the Matthew Perry video on TikTok. We had her on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. Mm. That was a big discussion. I honestly felt bad for Matthew Perry when that whole thing came out. People were calling him creepy. It's like, listen, it was a FaceTime video. I understand he's an older guy. She was 19 at the time. But I mean... Honestly, if you're if you're in your fifties and you're able to get like twenty year old <laughs> girls, what do you? You're not supposed to like at least like talk to them or have fun. I don't know. I'm not advocating it. I'm also not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's kind of a thing. It's consenting adults, you know. I think that's anything's fine with that, right? Yeah, I agree. Two consenting adults, I'm fine with. And then our next article that we talk about, it's kind of in the same vein. So Lisa Rena. You guys know who this is? Lisa Rinna, yeah. Rinna, oh, God. Mark is correcting me on names. See, this is bad. I feel like I'm an older soul than Mark. This is bad. Well, you should do your TikTok rant on the show because that was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't stand TikTok. I'm, and I go on TikTok. That's the problem. I go on. I, like, hate watch videos because I was, I was telling these guys earlier, like, if I hear that BB Rexa song one more time where it's like, Dua Lipa. you want me. I want you bad. Is that who it is? Yeah, BB, not BB, no. Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Okay. All right. I knew was, I had a 50-50 shot and I was really confident with what I was saying. <laughs> I thought if I said it with conviction, I'd be correct. To be clear, it's Dua Lipa and the baby. Oh, the baby. Mm-hmm. That's what I call Lois. Uh, <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, TikTok, man. I just like, I'm on it and I, I just know I'm wasting my life away. And if I hear that, like, it's just the same song over and over again. Or like the trend that Nick just did with us where like this, you know, you get shot. And as you get shot, you get called out on stuff that you do. And I'm like, what's what's going on here? Anyway, Lisa, Rena, Rena, just Rena, Rena, that's fine. Uh, the, So the headline is, she says that, daughter Amelia Hamlin's relationship with Scott Disick, who I'm a big fan of, is, quote, it is what it is. So Lisa had a laissez-faire attitude when it comes to her daughter's dating life while appearing virtually on Watch What Happens Live Wednesday. The 57-year-old real housewife of Beverly Hills star opened up about her daughter Amelia Hamlin's relationship with, of course, Scott Disick. When asked by host Andy Cohen what her, quote, first reaction was to learning that Hamlin, 19 years old, was dating Disick, 37 years old, the reality star initially shied away from the question saying, uh, yeah, yeah. As Cohen 52 dug deeper, as a good journalist does, he then asked Rena if she had been in contact with Chris Jenner over the romance. Oh, man. I feel like Chris Jenner might be the most difficult person to get on the phone. 
I have not, she said, before adding, I have met him now. He was very nice and we had a very nice time, she continued, adding that Disick also met her husband, Harry Hamlin. I don't know who that is. Great name, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rena then added of the relationship, it is what it is, guys. It is what it is. As for their 18-year uh, age gap, the source said that the couple doesn't feel decades between them. She grew up in the industry and knows how all of this works, the source added about Hamlin. It's a different type of maturity, and they really don't feel the age difference. So she's 19, Disick's 37. Again, I don't find that that weird. I do. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm a hypocrite because I was 26 and my wife was 18. But I also have a question for the women, and maybe Riley and Hannah can weigh in on this. I feel like when a guy dates a string of teenagers, like Scott Disick has with Sophia (laughs) Ritchie prior to this, I feel like it's a sign of poor character. I feel like that's how it's perceived, whether that's the case or not. Any thoughts on that? Riley, I want to hear your perspective. I think it's a little weird. And I think that it kind of labels that he will only go for a younger girl and that I'm either, either, it's kind of a turnoff, but also that I don't really apply to his type well why is why don't you apply how old are you riley i'm 28 oh, oh yeah you're way too Please. old i'm way too old <laughs> yeah, that'll never she's work. one of them geriatric millennials we've been hearing about lately i guess disick uh i forgot that he had a teenage girlfriend before this that's right he was dating a 19 year old before this right well, for three years, so she did age out of the, her teen years, but that's probably, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, and then he an broke issue. up with her and started dating a 19 year old again. <laughs> uh, it's like I guess Matthew I give... McConaughey. It's like Matthew McConaughey and Dazed and Confused. I, I keep getting older and they stay the same age. I don't think that's <laughs> what you want to aspire to. <laughs> no, definitely a line that I'm not sure would be socially acceptable today. Um, I guess I give Disick a pass just because. I don't think he's like a high, I I don't want to say this like a dick because I actually really like Scott Disick, but it's not like, I'm not striving to be like Scott Disick, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like he's here for my entertainment purposes and I think he does a great job. He's got a role model. (laughs) Yeah. It's like if my son was like, hey, I just want to be exactly like Scott Disick. I'm like, okay, listen, buddy, we need to sit down and have a conversation. I'm probably tainted by the fact that I have a 15-year-old daughter. In a couple of years, I don't want her bringing home a 40-year-old. That I would definitely have a problem with. Yeah. That would be weird, huh? I guess it's different. Yeah, once you have a daughter, all bets are off, man. Yeah, so you- and I I'm, I can't be too much of a hypocrite, you know, because of the 1826 thing. But there is a limit to what I will tolerate there. Yeah, what happens? So, so when your daughter was it turns eighteen, what happens if she brings home someone who's like thirty two? I, 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 maybe I love the guy. Who knows? You know. But if it's a guy that uh, I got a bad vibe off of, and two dated a string of teenagers, I think I'd have to have a real conversation with my daughter about that. Yeah, that's a tough one. I don't know, man. I don't even want to think about if I have a daughter one day and, like, how I'm going to feel. I'm just going to feel a more, like, um, it's just weird. Listen, if the girl's 19, I mean, she's in the industry. She's going to date Scott Disick, whatever. I, I'm, like, tired of the age gap. Like, if you're two consenting adults and you want to be in a relationship, go go be in a relationship. You know, be happy. All the power to you. Um, I'll give you some, just for perspective. So he and that young lady are 18 years apart. Mm-hmm. 
that uh, young lady and his daughter Penelope, who is only nine years old, are nine years apart. Yeah, that's weird. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe he should just go back to Courtney, even though she's with what's his face, right? Travis Barker. That's right. Yeah, the dude from what band is he from? It's Blink One Eighty Two. Thank you very much. Blink One Eighty Two. That's right. We talked about this before. Yeah, good for her. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, I'm going to talk about an article that says 25 people who realized within a year that getting married was a big mistake. Well, I'm already past the year, and I'm still pretty happy. So, we will be right back. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected, and another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy, and the second was Alistair, and I gotta tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much. With Pappy, he just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us, and even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat 
balancing glucose levels and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, welcome back to Help by Suck at Dating. I have one more topic to talk to before returning over to Dini Babies. I think he's still in Mexico. He's going to be somewhere on the beach recording live. Who knows? Maybe Kayla will stop by. Who knows what Dean has up his sleeve? So like I said, the article from BuzzFeed said 25 people who realized within a year that getting married was a big mistake. Talks about, oh, your wedding day, the best day of your life, unless it's the worst. Marrying the worst person is a serious ordeal and recognizing it much less extracting yourself from the situation is not always easy. Here are some of the most shocking replies BuzzFeed got when they were talking about people who realized within a year that they married the wrong person. Quote, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks into our marriage, the sex started to physically hurt. I went to my OBGYN and after a test or two, she informed me that I contracted chlamydia. That's when I knew I made a big mistake. Holy crap. How did she not commit? How did she not get chlamydia before unless they waited till marriage? Oh, right. That's, that's so sad. That is sad because you, I mean, if you had sex, unless like he cheated on her right before and Easton's nodding his head like, yep, Jared figured it out. Uh, So he might have cheated on her right before the wedding. He contracted chlamydia and then they had sex and he gave it to her. Those bachelor parties can be dangerous. Yeah. What stays in Vegas, what happens in Vegas stays (laughs) in Vegas unless it's chlamydia. Uh, Another one, quote, I knew it was over when she started a fight at my brother's funeral because female attendees were giving me hugs as part of the condolences. Ooh. I mean, who is this guy? I started a fight at my brother's funeral. So, So this is a guy writing this. Yeah. And so the girl started losing it. Right. His brother dies, he goes to the funeral, and females are hugging him to console him, and she starts a fight. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe he didn't know until after the wedding that this was the wrong person for him. Like She must have been really, really attractive. Uh, that's the only logical conclusion. <laughs> Quote, another uh, horrific story about someone who realized within a year they married the wrong person. Quote, the next morning when I woke up, Apparently, probably the next morning after their wedding. That's what I'm Mm -hmm. assuming. The next morning when I woke up and thought, when would be a socially acceptable time to get divorced? What the hell? Why would you say yes the day before? You know, you get caught up in the planning and and the gifts and the excitement. And then when it's over, there could be a real letdown. You know, it's funny. Everybody gives bachelors so much crap for that. Being like, oh, when you date and, and like you're high on life and you're not thinking of other things and you're in the moment. And that's why, like, it's not real. It's not real love. But then you go back to the real world and it's like you kind of encounter not the same 
level of heightness. But like Mark said, like wedding planning and getting engaged and all your friends are getting engaged and then you're planning a wedding and there's excitement and like it's there's similar factors there to which I say like it's not just reality TV. Like you have to overcome those factors in real life as well because everything gets heightened. Like you said, like there's so much pressure and and you don't want to be the only person in your friend group to not be married. And then like kids, you don't want to be the only person in your friend group who doesn't have kids because your life changes. Like once your friend and family's life changes, like you want your life to change because nobody wants to be the one single dude out of their friends because then you're the only one going to a bar at night. Like that sucks. Really quick, I want to bring up, this kind of ties back to that Matthew McConaughey quote from Dazed and Confused, but um, a lot of our friends are having kids, and Alice and I do not have kids, and we don't have plans to do that, and so we are not seeing those people as much because we don't have as much in common with them, and you, like, like, you know, they don't, they just want to talk about their kids, and we, we have nothing to say, and uh, we started hanging out with some new friends who are younger than us, and because uh, we, we're kind of in the same spot in our lives. And uh, we joked that, you know, uh, I love just trading out friends for younger, younger people until they have kids. And then I'll just get new friends. And so you're like the Scott Disick of friends. I am. I am. I'm only hanging out with 18 year olds because they make me feel young. (laughs) Just once they once they age out, you just start replacing them. Like, all right, well, they have kids who who only has an Xbox. Bring them to me. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, You'll never guess who just popped into the waiting room. everybody. Oh, my goodness. This is exciting. Oh, God. I don't even want to see him. I don't want to see him. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the man of the hour. Everybody's been waiting with bated breath. Live live. from the Mexican beach. (laughs) He might be knees deep in in the Pacific right now. (laughs) There he is. (laughs) There he is. Ladies and gentlemen, look at that color. You look so tan. Hey, my brother's wedding is in an hour and a half, so can we try to make this snappy? <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's right. So this one's kind of not on you, because I think at one point we weren't going to do this today. I was right? under the impression that Jared was co-hosting with a lovely co-host that was going to step in admirably, fill in my shoes. That's Easton, I think. Uh, you're, you're looking at him right now, Dean. Well, listen, don't get me wrong. You guys are definitely fantastic villains, but I remember it was some other guy, some uh, guy named Grant, maybe. Uh, I think it was Brian, but he canceled. You obviously didn't get the last email because we were supposed to do it yesterday with Brian and then he canceled and then we're like, okay, we'll just do our regular Friday spot. Right. I mean, yeah, I've been drunk in Mexico for the past three days because my brother's getting married in an hour and a half. So, you know, that's kind of why I've been a little off uh, my game here. Do you have things that you have to like get done before the wedding? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a best man, so I need to be able to like get dressed with them, uh, put our clothes on together and, you know, cheers with champagne, make some speeches, coordinate some things, but whatever, you know, I'm here for a help. I suck at dating first and foremost, my brother, listen, it's not his first, or it is his first wedding, but it's not going to be his last wedding. So uh. <laughs> hey, hey, don't blow all the material from the best man speech on us. I yeah. know. He's just practicing. In fact, maybe I'll take a little voice recording of the best man speech and we can go ahead and clip that into the episode today. Mm. What do you say? That's good. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I, I do apologize. I don't know how good the audio is going to be in this room. Uh, it sounds a little echoey. 
And if I, I think it sounds echoey, it's probably not going to be that great. So for those listening and for Mark and Easton, I apologize for the audio quality. You sound great. We're talking about weddings right now. We're talking about people who immediately knew after they got married that they've made a huge mistake. Oh, I wow. hope that's not the case for your brother and future sister-in-law. But what is your take on them as a couple? Do you approve of her? Uh, wow. That's, I mean, that's... Uh, that would be pretty brutal to get married and then immediately regret it. Uh, well, they've been dating for like eight years, nine years. So they're like pretty convinced that they're each other's partners for the rest of their lives. Uh, and I'm super happy for them. I don't know. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's funny to see your oldest brother get married just because like I've always looked up to him. He's always been, he's nine years older than I am. So he's always been pretty significantly older. And so I've always kind of like modeled my life after his life in, uh, you know, some sense, like if he does something, I'm like, cool, I can do that. Or if he does something bad, I'd be like, okay, cool. Don't do that. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see him get married. I think that uh, he's very stoked. He has had a smile on his face the entire time we've been in Mexico. And uh, so far, we've all had a blast. So I think that's all he ever has wanted in life is for all his friends to come down and have fun. So seeing your brother get married, do you think it makes you want to get married more or less? Yeah, that's a really good question too, Jared. Wow, thanks for really just hitting, hitting, hitting dingers right out of the gates <laughs> well, here, Well, huh? what I figured, we, you know, the time's ticking, baby. You got to get going. I got to hit with the hard questions right from the get-go. Uh, yes and no. I mean, like I said, I kind of emulate him in, in as many ways as I possibly can. So I think seeing him married is going to probably motivate me to have a, like a similar belief to some degree. Uh, Kaylin and I had a conversation about marriage yesterday a little bit. Uh, I don't know if she's with uh, the I don't know. How, I don't know how... Uh, how soundproof these sliding doors in our hotel room are sounds pretty soundproof she's not even acknowledging me right now i wouldn't worry too much about it i would just talk about it <laughs> yeah i would just tell us exactly what you guys said yeah yeah, uh, yeah. no i mean I'll, I'll paraphrase for you guys i'll give you guys a spark notes it was basically more of the same stuff you know she wants to get married i'm like well i don't really know i don't i don't know if i want to like be an example for everyone getting married like i think we should be the example that like you know two people can live together forever without the uh predisposition of marriage um and, you know, it's just an ever-evolving conversation. But like I said, to Mark's point, my brother's now married, so maybe I'll start to come around a little bit more on it. I think we're, I don't know. We'll see what happens. My prediction is that, listen, I'm your friend. I'm not putting pressure on you. But my prediction is that you and Kaylin will get married at some point because it feels like Kaylin, in terms of, like, the battles within the relationship of what you want and what she wants – she wins more often than not. You guys bought the house together. You share a phone bill together. You got a dog together. You're you're very domesticated over the past year and a half since you two have been dating. And it feels like that's her decision. And I feel like because you love her so much, I mean, you wear a freaking wedding ring right now. The idea of you just kind of walking down the aisle and saying, I do, seems pretty plausible. I told her that... Uh... If we were to get married, the only way I realistically would be on board with the idea is to just us to sneak away to a courthouse, get it done and don't tell anyone kind of thing. Similar to kind of what everyone already thought that we did uh, six months ago, but actually do it. Would you, you know? tell us after the fact? I uh, know. I would let you guys keep. I mean, maybe I did it and I am still just trying to play coy. It's one oh, big this ruse. freaking guy. My point is, I just, I don't know. Like, Jared, your wedding is beautiful and it was fantastic. But the idea is, Kaylin's literally standing on the other side of the sledding door right now, just going like this, like freaking rubbing her hand over her neck like she's going to kill me. And now she's like biting aggressively. It's kind of scary. Uh, anyways, before I get myself killed, I guess I won't say too much. My point is, Jared, your wedding was lovely. We, we obviously had a blast. Um, but the idea of that many people coming together for me is just a little too, too much for me to get on board with, you know? So, uh, 
if we were to do it, it would just be like a quick escape, get to the courthouse, sign the papers, not tell anyone, get back home in time for Yeah, uh, wham, bam, thank football. you, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what is the age difference between your brother and his bride? Because mm. we've been discussing age differences also today. Well, you're uh, nine years older than your wife, right, Mark? I am seven and a half years older than my wife. Seven and a half. And Easton, you're younger, right? Or no? I, wow, Dean, I'm so impressed. Yes, I'm six months younger. <laughs> nice. And Jared is younger as well. Um, yes. My, my brother is 39. And I think his wife is like 36. So not too bad. 35. I don't know. Who knows, really? But uh, it's weird. Her like family is all out here. I haven't really met a lot of them. Um, my sister missed her flight today, so we'll see if she makes it in. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I, it's good to see that it runs in the family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it does definitely run in the family. Um, <laughs> that was uh, that was unintentional. I didn't really want that to hit as hard as it did there. Uh, <laughs> and then my cousin, I bought a, a, t- a ticket for my cousin to come out too, and she didn't get her passport in time. So that money is just basically down the drain, which Ooh. also isn't, isn't very great. Oh, no. Oh, well, how many people is he having at the wedding? There's probably going to be like 70 to 80 people there. I wonder after the wedding how you'll feel about having a big wedding or not. Like, as you say, you know, hey, you don't want all these people gathering for you. It's too much. You're overwhelmed. But I think you're also such like a lovable social guy seeing all, like, you know, your your family come together. I wonder if that's something you'll change your mind on and say, actually, I do want these people here when I marry Kaylin. Well, this is this is nothing new. I remember when I was uh, in middle school and my and MySpace came out and remember MySpace, how there was like a top eight friends. Oh, yeah. So much social anxiety. I, I never made a MySpace solely for the reason that I didn't want to have to rank my top eight friends. First of all, I don't think I had eight friends. And I think that was a big fear <laughs> of mine. But then it, like, I wouldn't want to be like, you're my first best friend. You're my second best friend. You're my third best friend. Like that terrifies me. and I, I don't want to do it. Oh, well, the worst is when you created a top eight and you had a friend in the top eight. And then you went on their top eight and, and you're you not were in not it. in there. That right. was like, oh, no. Like, oh, no, I'm pathetic. That would be me too, I feel like. And also like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just a lot to consider. And I don't, I don't think I've even uh, entertained the idea of like trying to consider it. So you never know. But I'm talking with three married men right here. And uh, it's a little intimidating, I got to say. Do it, bro. Take the plunge. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it just for you, Jared. I'm sure Caleb, I'm going to stand up there delivering our vows and say, this one's for you, Jared. <laughs> this one's for suck army. I yeah. do. Yeah, I do. Help I suck at dating. I do. Uh, I mean, honestly, if you got married, that should be the final episode of Help I Suck at Dating. That feels like the most full circle moment of all time. I wouldn't want it to end. Maybe we could rebrand because obviously we're only going to get more popular as time goes on. Oh, but, as we have been. Uh, it feels like such a great conclusion. It was like, you know, it's like a trilogy. You know, the, the, the first movie was you solo. The second movie was me and you. And now the third movie is you finally getting married. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, like whenever those movie series drag on too long and you're like, okay, just stop making movies now. Like we get it. Now they're just like getting really bad. That's kind of how this podcast would guess get after we all got married. So I, yeah. I kind of agree. Unless you're fast and furious. Cause they can make 40 of those and I'll never get tired of it. Um, all right. Well, so what do we do now? Are we, uh, we have an we've email got, to answer. Should we just got con- emails? I mean, does Dean want to weigh in on the Scott Disick situation? Is it- <laughs> Big Scott Disick fan. 
Actually, you are you? it's funny. Caleb was just admiring Scott Disick's uh, interior decorating skills. Apparently, he's like a really talented uh, flipper of houses. Uh, I knew he had an HGTV show. I did not know if he was good at it or not. But hey, a man of many talents. Yeah. I said uh, earlier, controversial as it may be, that it is a sign of bad character that he dates only teenage girls. Yeah. Because this is not the first teenage girl he's dated. He dated Sophia Ritchie. Now he's dating another teenage girl. He's dating uh, Amelia Hamlin. And I think that's not a great look for a dude in their late 30s. Yeah, I mean, I guess the appeal of an old man dating a young teenage girl like that is the fact that she doesn't probably know any better. And she's probably, like, excited to talk to a seemingly older, more mature guy. Especially, let's be honest. Right, Scott Disick, his celebrity factor. He's super wealthy. He can kind of, like, do whatever he wants. Um, I mean, I agree it's a little skeezy, um, but at the end of the day, you can't, can't knock true love, right? Unless you don't think it's true love. Until she turns 22 and they break up, then you can knock true love. Because uh, <laughs> she ages out. I agree. No, I agree with you, Mark. Listen, if Scott is just like dating 19-year-olds until they turn 22 and then breaking up with them and dating a new 19-year-old, yeah, that's skeevy as well, hell. Isn't that like, Leo too? Like there's a graph on the internet that I've seen that it's a it's a graph of Leo's age, which of course is a straight diagonal line as is all of our ages. And then the other line on it is the graph of his girlfriend's ages, which is a straight line across the bottom of the graph. I think... <laughs> I think this is a thing. Oh, Leo gets a pass. I don't know why. Why does Leo get away with he it? He kind of does. Oh, he 100% does. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Leo's a stud. Wait, I I just realized that uh, Amelia's mom is Terry Hatcher. Is that right or no? Cindy Crawford. Cindy Crawford. Are Cindy Crawford and Terry Hatcher like almost the same person? <laughs> no, or am but... I just dumb? Dude, I used to love Terry Hatcher. Because uh, obviously being a Superman fan when she played Lois Lane and the new adventures of Superman. Terry Hatcher, wow. That's a throwback and wow. When she was on Desperate Housewives, yeah, she had a nice career as an actress. Cindy Crawford is a supermodel. I got to say, Scott Disick, I thought, was older than 37. I agree. 37, like, listen, it's not a great look to be dating. An, how old is Amelia? 19 or 20 now? It definitely isn't like a great thing to be doing, but it's not as I thought he was like 50 or something like that. Like, what you do know? they have in common? What do they talk about? That's what I'm curious about. Probably a lot about like Instagram and stuff. I yeah, bet. Like, Kardashians. Like, TikTok. Yeah, like she's showing him yeah. TikTok videos and he's like, oh, cool. Like I'm watching Carson reruns or something. Or, you know, what no do you do? He does all those the things that the young people do to kind of stay young. Oh, hell yeah. He's, he's got to stay with the times. That's his job. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but there was a study that I read about where they injected the blood of young mice into the veins of older mice, and the older mice became more youthful and energetic. And in a weird way, that's kind of what Scott Disick is doing. He's kind of like tapping into the fountain of youth by dating a younger person. And maybe it helps him feel young and stay young. And in Los Angeles, like 37 is really more like 27 for a guy, and 19 is more like... 24 for a girl. So that's only a three-year age difference. <laughs> no wonder I always feel so old. I'm dating someone nine months older than me. That makes sense now. That's yeah. why I feel old. If I was dating someone nine months younger. You don't live in Los Angeles. No, 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 no. So like 32 in Rhode Island is like 45. 32 in Rhode Island is like 45, right? And 37 <laughs> in LA is like 27. I, I, I'm, I'm sure like being in the limelight like Scott Disick has been, uh, you know, you kind of like get... There's like that, uh, not the saying or whatever, but like kind of 
whatever year you become famous in your life is kind of the the age you get stuck in for the rest of your life. You know, oh. like Scott Disick I've became famous that. when he was like 24 or whatever it is. So he probably perpetually feels like he's 24 in a way. Um, That's I've, interesting. I've, I've heard about that. I could, I could have sworn we have all talked about it together, but I guess not. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's kind of like the impression that I'm getting from him. That's good logic. See, that's why, Dean, you got to come to the podcast because you bring logic, <laughs> knowledge, humor. Yeah, You're just... I'll be sure to tell. I'll be sure to be telling my brother that when I'm rolling up late to the to the vows uh, today. Yeah, I'd be like, bro, sorry, I just had a, I had my job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I called well, in let's... sick, but they didn't let me take the day off. So here <laughs> yeah. <I am. laughs> All right, let's take a quick break uh, and answer some of your emails on the other side. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. 
Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. We, of course, have your user emails uh, that we're going to answer. And then on Instagram, I posted last night about some things that uh, everybody, Suck Army, is feeling a little nervous about getting back to normalcy. The whole reason I thought of that is because, like I said earlier in the podcast, I'm in New York and I realized how much I don't want to be in New York. And the pandemic, I haven't had to travel at all. And it's been great. But now things are getting back to normal. And I'm like, oh God, am I going to have to start coming to New York more and being surrounded by people and taking taxis? And I'm not, I'm not ready for this. So I'm nervous about that. So I asked on Instagram, some things that you guys are nervous about getting back to post-pandemic. We're going to answer those next week. But for right now, we do have a couple emails, our favorite part of the episode. Mark, would you be so kind? It'd be a privilege. This is from Anonymous. I have been dating a guy now for almost 10 months. The problem is we've both been divorced and his marriage ended due to his spouse cheating. So he has some issues with that. I did cheat on my husband in my marriage, which I regret and have worked through in therapy. I feel like I would never repeat that behavior again going forward. It was brought up the other day for the first time. If I had ever cheated in my past, I said no, because he made Mm. me feel like if I had said yes, it was a deal breaker. I don't feel I should have to lie about this forever. It's my past. It happened. I've grown from it. Should I tell him ever or should I always keep this to myself? Oh, man. Yeah, this one is a great <laughs> question. Wow. Uh, I, of course, believe that people can change. I don't believe in the saying once a cheater, always a cheater. Uh, I think people make mistakes. But I also know the reality of people. And I'm sure this guy that you're dating would have some hesitation if you admitted that he that you cheated in the past uh, because apparently he's dealt with this prior. Uh, Damn. I don't think you 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 should lie to him. 100% tell him. I think there's no question to tell him. What happens if he breaks up with her? Then it just wasn't meant to be at the end of the day. If, if that's how, if, if he's willing to walk away from the relationship because of that, uh, I think that's a much better alternative than him finding out later on or you having to keep a secret from him and him not really knowing the full version of you. And like, let's be honest. Yes, I agree that not once, not a cheater once, always a cheater, whatever the saying is. <laughs> Something like that. But, but those, those, those mistakes help form you to be the person that you are. And by lying about those mistakes, you are kind of like lying about the person that you are now. So I think that at the end of the day, the best thing you can do is be honest 
and let them make the decision for themselves instead of you like trying to curate yourself to feel like you should be better fitting what he wants. Because at the end of the day, that's not good, in my opinion. Either he finds out now or he finds out a year from now. And if he finds out a year from now, he's going to find out that not only did you cheat and you also lied about it. So it's a right. double whammy. You got to tell him, look, I'm so sorry I lied. I panicked, but it's just been a couple of days. So I'm going to come clean to you now. I feel this way about you. That was my past. I went to therapy. You got to just lay it out on the table for him. He may need some time on it, but it's up to him if he wants to stick around. You can't start this entire relationship based on a lie because it's right. going to bother you forever. And then, it, and then he's probably going to default to the fact that uh, if you're lying about that, what else are you lying about? Yes. This is from David. He says, around Easter, I shot my shot in the DMs with a cute girl I really wanted to go on a date with. She said no, as she recently got out of a relationship. It was flattered that I asked her out, mentioning that it made her day. Some time has passed, and now she likes all my pictures on Instagram. I will sometimes slide up on her story just to keep in touch, but nothing's really come out of it. Would it be weird or creepy to let her know that my offer still stands, or should I completely move on? Uh, I personally don't think it'd be creepy at all right i feel like we all would think that like listen i feel like by saying uh you want to go on a date with her you made your intentions clear you like are interested in her you have a crush on her whatever and then i think that's kind of like one of the oldest tricks in the book that I, and i respect it too is by like kind of not keeping like constant communication but like keeping an open line of communication you know, like laughing at a story every once in a while and like having a quick little conversation, boom, end of that. And then like a week later, another one kind of thing. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe she was just being nice when she was like, oh, I got out of a relationship, so I'm flattered, but I don't want to uh, go on a date. Maybe that was like her way of being nice and kind of rejecting you. But yeah, maybe time has changed things a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Go for it again. Why not? She said that she just got out of a relationship and she's very flattered. All right, you gave it some time. Ask her again. Now, listen, if she says no for a second time, she's like, mm. oh, I can't, you know, she comes up with another excuse. Okay, now you know. If you reach out for a third time, I would agree. It might be a little weird, a little creepy, a <laughs> little much. But you reach out for a second time. She said that she just got out of a relationship. You're doing nothing wrong. You know, she likes your pictures on Instagram. You guys go back and forth. There's a little flirtation there. Why not? Shoot your shot again. See what happens. If she says no, then you move on. Here's what I would do. This was always my method in a situation like this is I would, let's say, like have an event planned with my friends, whether we're like going to a bar or going to the beach for the day or something like that. I would just casually maybe like that's kind of like the day that you choose to respond to a story. So the line of, communi line of communication has a reason to be open and then kind of like move it over to be like, hey, by the way, my friends and I are going to the beach at 6 p.m. for like the sunset. Uh, feel free to stop by if you want. Like kind of keep it like no pressure. Uh, make it like a. she knows it's going to be like a big social setting. So there's not going to be like, you know, this awkward like one-on-one -on -one tension. Um, and then kind of let it blossom from there. I feel like that's kind of what was always a good method in my opinion. Yeah. I think this is good advice, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're yeah, great. You know what? I, hope I, David can, I hope David can maybe try one of these things and report back and let us know how it is. I agree with Dean, though. Always, like, hanging out with friends is a good way to go. Yeah. I always feel like when someone says, I'm not ready for a relationship, what they're really saying is, I'm not ready for a relationship with you. Mm. Because I feel like if she was swept off her feet, it would be different. But also, I think we should take her at face value. Take her at her word. Maybe it was still kind of raw at that point. It's been six weeks since Easter. Do we feel like that's enough time for her to get over this? Or do we need to kind of play it cool for a little while longer? It's enough time. I think six weeks is enough time, but that's just me. 
But I think you're right. Keep it casual. Maybe there's some DMing back and forth, just kind of about life, about TV shows you're watching, whatever it is, just to kind of keep it open. But yeah, I like Dean's advice. I like the casual hang. Yeah, and then and then if she doesn't hang out with you, then just DM her every single day from then on until she meets mm-hmm. you face to face. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's gonna it's gonna happen eventually, right? <laughs> yeah, whatever you say. Uh, I was gonna say something, but I'm not gonna say it anymore. Plus, the door just opened up in the closet by itself, so I'm a little nervous that there's some sort of demon that's about to possess me in this closet. Yeah, so I think I, now would be a good time to wrap up this podcast. Before you wrap it up, I've got a question. I'm sure you covered at the top of the podcast. What are you doing in the closet? <laughs> Uh, long story. No, I'm in New York. Uh, Ashley's doing this thing, interviewing Broadway stars. I'm not going to go over it again. It's really cool. Anyway, so we needed, I needed to find a place to record this podcast. We're at her friend's house. So I'm in her friend's closet. And of course I forgot the podcast equipment. So now I'm doing a voice memo. I just really channeled my inner Dean this week. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go full Dean. I'm going to go in the closet. No podcast equipment. Let's do this thing. You were on time, though. I'm proud. I'm proud to see of this uh, incredible man you've blossomed into over the past, you know, two years of doing this podcast. Stop that. You're making me <laughs> blush over here. I mean, there has to be a podcast episode coming up soon where I record in the closet and you record in the van. And let's just, like, you know, <laughs> piss in the wind and see what happens. Only if we have R. Kelly's trapped in the closet as the lead in music for it. <laughs> oh, God. He went there, didn't he, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> well, I'll do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Dean, have fun in Mexico. Please tell your brother we said congratulations. Have a great time, man. That's super exciting. Um, yeah, thanks for letting me uh, just join in for the second half of this podcast. I'm sorry that... Uh, so I guess the story is just just to kind of clear the air on this a little bit is that you were supposed to host last yesterday with Brian and then I got a text from one of the producers saying, hey, we actually aren't going to do that tomorrow. We're going to just uh, record as usual tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I was like pretty drunk and I was like, yeah, I could totally make it happen. And in the back of my head, I never said that. And so I, obviously <laughs> the receipts are out there. So I would like to apologize on behalf of myself for that. Um, oh, you're just, fine. Honestly, this was like one time where I don't think I, I I don't think it was really entirely your fault because there was some miscommunication because we were originally going to it was supposed to be me and this other guy yesterday and then we had to switch it back to today. And so I think there was a little confusion of whether you're going to still be on the podcast today because and then you had the wedding and so you've been preoccupied. So well, I'm uh, in Mexico at my brother's wedding is a great excuse to just be off this week. So the fact that you did come for the second half, I think is bonus points. Yeah, I agree. Thanks too. guys. Thanks guys. That means I got to take a half of an episode off again at some point at an at a, <laughs> uh, undecided time right now. I think I you might have earned a whole dro- episode off. <laughs> I drove to Sayulita from Los Angeles and it was, uh, I would never in a million years recommend anyone to make that drive. It's br- pretty that? brutal. Well, it's 30 hours. Uh, it's not very scenic. Uh, I had to bribe a cop a couple times, mm. and there's a lot of toll roads. Uh, gas is pretty expensive in Mexico. And, Are you serious? You had to bribe uh, a cop? Yeah, apparently you have to get a permit for your car if you drive far enough south from the border. Not and when I you got had, some little cash on you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so we had to like bribe. A, we had to pay a hundred dollars to get out of the ticket the first time, and then fifty dollars to get out of the ticket the second time. Oh, and it was like all pretty sketch too. They're always like. Oh, uh, yeah, like it's your lucky day. Like, I'm going to do you this favor. All you have to do is pay me. At first, they want like $500. And I was like, I'm not going to give you $500. And he's like, okay, give me $300. I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen either. He's like, okay, $100. You're on your way. And then so we paid him $100. It's just funny. Like, you, they, they, yeah, they just want money from me. I you. wish I had the balls Dean has. If a cop was like, hey, <laughs> if a Mexican cop said, 
five hundred dollars, I'd have been like, "Are you sure you don't want more? Like, please, <laughs> just let me go." Dude, and a twenty percent tip. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, the first Do you have one Yelp. Funny. I'll write you a great review. The, the first one, uh, we were pulled over on the side of the road negotiating with these police officers who didn't speak any English. So that was pretty bad. The second time, though, we got pulled over. And there was like this little uh, kiosk interrogation room that they like made me leave my phone in my car, pulled me in just by myself. And like I talked to a cop for like 45 minutes in this like in- roadside interrogation room. Uh, and it was it was like not it, like it sounds intimidating. But at the end of the day, like, you, like I don't know, they all they want ever is money. And if they get that even a little bit from you, they're just like happy, I guess. But anyways, my point is I don't recommend driving it. Uh, so if you're thinking about driving to Mexico, it's just understand that you might get into some some uh some crap yeah just fly uh yeah all right well dean have fun easton mark riley everyone thank you so much uh for helping me out throughout this podcast for helping both of us out uh we will be recording next week uh hopefully we suck a little less nice follow help by suck at dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Wednesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. 